0: Once upon a time, on this podcast, I used to do news at the beginning of every episode, and then, well, that became boring and prosaic, because, well, let's be honest, there isn't actually all that much entertainment news. There's a lot of fluff that comes out, but not a lot of actual news. So, I've been thinking about bringing it back, but as a weekly episode. So today, we're going to be talking about The End of the Watchmen. We're going to be talking about Ghost Jigsaw puzzles, what's coming on the peacock, because I can't say peacock enough, and a few other things on today's episode of Project Shadow. You I have something to say. <laughs> Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love. And yeah, I'm getting back into the news, because I'm getting back into the news. It's something that I felt like the show should be doing, but like I said, so much of what comes out in entertainment news is just fluff. It's rumors that may or may not be true, that may or may not be spoilers. And, well... It's rare that we actually have enough to do every day, but once a week, that sounds about right. So I'm going to give it a try, and hopefully you like it. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people, and the more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other, and after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Thank you to everybody who's already done that. Alrighty, so let's begin. I will be linking the stories that I'm using in the show notes if you want to read along, or if you want to see more information. The first one is something that I'm both happy and sad about at the same time. According to Vanity Fair, we're not getting a Watchmen Season 2. And... I, I'm citing Vanity Fair, but a lot of people have reported this because Damon Lindelof has decided that season one was perfect and he doesn't want to mess it up. And if you remember my review of The Watchmen, one of the things that I said repeatedly was that it was so good that I was concerned that anything that happened afterwards would just mar it. Like, can you catch lightning in a bottle? multiple times? I I don't think that that's possible. I I really don't. And the most amazing part of this entire story to me is that HBO has basically said that they're not interested in going on with the series without him. Wait, what? HBO saw a way that they could make more money and decided to actually do the good thing for artistic purposes? Wow. streaming really is bringing in a brave new age of air, of media and content isn't it i this this is fascinating to me because if you remember and i'm not going to do spoilers but if you remember back when i did the review for the watchmen season 1 or the watchmen series apparently now i i talked about how much i loved the ambiguity of the end did it work And that's something that I loved from the original comic, is you get to the end and, well, you saw all of the crazy machinations that Ozymandias went through and his attempts to save humanity from itself, but we don't learn if they're actually going to be saved. We don't learn what the aftermath is of the squid attack. We don't know. People could go on and just destroy the world anyway. We didn't know. And that ambiguity mixed with the horrible, horrible measures that Ozymandias was willing to go to left such a beautiful and powerful question that doesn't resolve itself. The question that resounded throughout the original comic was who watches The Watchmen? And that's something that we see in this We don't know what's going to happen to the Tulsa police after the events of our story. Are they going to continue wearing masks and being brutal? We don't know. What's going to happen to Sister Knight? We don't know. What is going to happen to the 7th Cavalry? Were they, are they gone? Are they going to reform in some other form? What is going to be the effect on the country? We don't know. We have no idea. And that sense of ambiguity is so powerful and so moving. I'm glad they decided to end it there. There's a lot you could do with a season two. But let's face it: if they're not careful, Watchmen could descend into being either ugh, the boys on Netflix. I'm um, sorry on sorry Netflix on Amazon Prime. Just a boring, grimdark show for the sake of being grimdark with absolutely no point, purpose, or need for existing. Or it could devolve into being just a superhero show. And that's not what it should be either. So being able to stop here at this high point, with this perfect story told in such a wonderful way, it. Will be what it is forever. A wonderful sequel to a story that should never have been able to have a sequel. And it will bring up all of the questions and all of the topics that it needs to bring up without devolving into anything else. That's exciting to me. That's really exciting to me. So. I guess this is one of those points where I have to say kudos, HBO. I'm really glad that you decided to stop now. And I kind of wish more companies would realize when their Terminator franchise is over and just needs to end. Or their Alien movies. As much as I love Alien, at least take it away from Ridley Scott. If anything, if we learned anything over the last couple years, stop letting Ridley Scott go back to his original content. He doesn't know what he's doing anymore. All righty, our next story comes from Vox, and we're talking about things that are going to be on The Peacock, which, I am sorry, I'm not laughing because the word peacock is intrinsically funny, but because this is, oh my goodness, this is a live action version of a story from 30 Rock, where they were going to rebrand NBC as The Peacock. And did, because Jack Donaghy thought it was a good idea, and they were trying to get the kids in. Yeah. I just think that this is such a weird name for a streaming app. I mean, it makes sense, because, well, it has been NBC's logo for a very long time, but... Yeah, the Peacock. I don't know how that's going to work out. Anywho, so they're going to be doing tiered content for this thing. And I think this is smart. Because I'm kind of unwilling to pay for anything from NBC Universal. So there will be a free tier. There will be over 8,000 hours of ad-supported content on the streaming service when it launches. Okay, I can be down with that. I, yeah... I'm hoping that it will eventually become something great, but you know, it's going to have all of their TV shows, but next day. So you're not going to get them the day that they come out, but they will be there. And okay. That's nice. It will have virtual channels because they're wanting to bring back channel surfing. That's weird. I think that is a really weird idea because I know for me, I've been doing streaming media for so long. The idea of sitting there and flipping through channels, like when I go to visit family who don't have a streaming box, it it, it feels so strange to flip through and see shows already in progress. And like, I've not done that for so long. It doesn't feel natural anymore. And maybe, just maybe. And this is going to help their older viewers come along for the ride because it's like what they know, but different. But I don't see that uh, really paying off for them. It will have two paid tiers, one at $5, ni- $5 and one at $10. No, I'm supposed to say 4 dollars and $9.99, but let's be honest, it's 5 and 10 And this is basically what CBS All Access does, limited commercial interruption, And no commercials whatsoever. Okay. That's a thing that you can do. It will have the backlog of Vintage SNL and Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yay! But it will also have The Office, 30 Rock, and Friday Night Lights, Murder, She Wrote, and Will and Grace. I expected as much. The one thing that I haven't seen on here that... I feel like they should be talking about especially when we get into the movies, because yeah, they're going to have the movies, over 2,000 hours of movies. So it's going to have Jaws, Jurassic Park, E.T., the Fast and Furious movies, the Bourne franchise, Billy Elliot, Shrek, and more. Is it going to have Harry Potter? And I know what you're thinking, Charlie, that Harry Potter was not a universal movie. That was a Warner Brothers movie. Yes. But in an amazing feat of not realizing what they were doing, they sold the streaming rights to NBC Universal. So HBO Max is not going to have the Harry Potter movies. They may have the Wizarding World movies, but they're not going to have the Harry Potter movies. Are they going to be on the Peacock? See, originally I would have told you that this is a service that I'm not going to be paying for, and I can still stay with that. I'm not going to be paying for it, but I'll at least check it out as a free service. And I think that's why it's smart that they gave it a free tier and not just a free trial. Our next story comes from the dork side, and I'm not going to go through all of the chain of articles that they get to through this, but I'll put a link to it in the show notes so you can check it out. But Essentially, what it boils down to is, apparently, Disney Plus is maybe, possibly, kinda, sorta, working on a Knights of the Old Republic TV series. (sighs) Yeah, sorry for the groan, but I, I really don't know what else to do here. First of all, I would be much more interested in a Tales of the Jedi TV series, based on the comics by the same name. They also took place in the Old Republic, and in many ways, set up the events that you see in the Knights of the Old Republic game. I would much rather deal with a version of the Naddist Revolt and everything there, but maybe we're not going to get that? See, Knights of the Old Republic to me is problematic for several reasons. One, the game was wonderful, don't get me wrong. Love the game, love the game, love the game. Still play it every now and then from start to finish, because I really like the story. The second one, not so much, but the first one! The first one was good! But, the problem with it is, it's a video game, and I have a problem with video games being brought into canon. Especially video games that allow for options. Because I played Lady Revan when I played Knights of the Old Republic. So imagine... My anger when I play The Old Republic Online and find out, oh, Revan was a dude and he ended up marrying Bastila. Wait, what? Because I did everything in my power to make sure Bastila was destroyed. I did not like Bastila. She's a character I despised, despised, despised in the game. And, well, my Revan wasn't a dude. And that, for me, takes out the whole concept of choice. If we're going to do a game where you get to actually create your character, and remember, you not only got to choose Revan's um, gender, but you got to choose Revan's race. So for those people who played Revan as a black female, or even a black male, well, now he's legends canonical, for whatever that's worth, as a white dude who married Bastila because, of course, he married (sighs) Bastila. Sorry, I'm going to try to stop with the grunting, but it's difficult sometimes. And that is problematic, because what you're saying is my choices in playing the game were invalid. And that hurts your IP. Now, it's one thing if you create a game, and the characters are the characters, Like you could create, for the most part, any Final Fantasy game, into a tv series and it would work because cloud is cloud now you can change the names of the characters in a final fantasy game but the characters are the characters you don't get to customize them you don't get to well you do get to customize them through gameplay and basically what weapons and armor and powers you get for them but beyond that the story is the story so the character is the character But in a game like Knights of the Old Republic, we were given the freedom to create the Revan of our choosing, and to invalidate that, not only through the way that the Old Republic Online did, but now the potential of invalidating that by giving us a TV series where we're going to have to watch a character who uh, will probably not be anything like the Revans that we played walk around and probably end up with Bastila. Except for, of course, Bastila is probably going to end up being the real dark lord because they're going to have to change the plot somehow or it's going to be boring because you know, well, Darth Malak is going to be the big bad and Revan is the character that we're meeting at the beginning who's lost their memory. See, it's not a good story to turn into a movie. All of the spoilers are out there, so you're going to have to change key elements of the story to make it work. And in doing so, will it really be Knights of the Old Republic anymore? Mm, I don't know. I would much rather, like I said, go back to Legends. If we're going to go back to Legends, if we're going to go back to the Old Republic days, do the Tales of the Jedi. One, unless you're a fan of the comics, you probably are not familiar with these stories at all. So that limits the number of people that already have familiarity with it. And, well, you have wonderful characters like Nomi Sunrider that we could do amazing things with, and Exar and the rest. You know, Ulit Keldroma. There are some wonderful characters back there that we could really play with. And because the story is so dynamic and so powerful, there are ways that you could alter it so that it would matter so that you could make surprise. And plus, we get to deal with the Beast Riders of of Onderon, which would then allow us to give more backstory to Saul Guerrera. Because if his character was inspired by these events, we could see why he ended up becoming the terrorist that he did in the later fiction. But they're not going to do that. They're just going to do the easy cash grab and give us White Man Revan, And they're going to be very careful about what they change about the story because, well, you don't want fan backlash. Which is why I would much rather, if they're going to do anything, do something original or pick a lesser known property that you have some freedom with. Give me Crimson Empire. Give me Tales of the Jedi. Something like that would be amazing. That It would be wonderful. But I don't think that they have the latitude that they really need to have in doing a Knights of the Old Republic TV series. But I may be wrong. If you want to see it, let me know. If you think that they can pull it off, let me know. I don't think that they can pull it off. I really don't. I don't think that there's enough there there to turn it into an interesting story. Alrighty, our final story, because I, I, I couldn't help myself when I saw this. It just cracked me up so hard. Apparently they're going to be making jigsaw puzzles out of the album art for ghost albums. And yeah, I'm done. I'm there. I'm there. In fact, I want all of the cheesy ghost merchandise that you can give me. And I mean all of it. I want TV trays. I want little statuettes that we can put up. I want candles. Give me all of the cheesy, and I mean cheesy, the the gaudier plastic, the nastiest, nastiest cheap stuff that you can give me because I just feel like it's in brand. I'm I'm down for this. I don't really do jigsaw puzzles, but I might start just to put together a Meliora or a square hammer or a he is. And I will definitely glue them together and hang them on the wall because how kitsch is that? I just, I don't know why this story just cracked me up and I had to share. Alrighty. I hope you enjoyed this first foray back into doing news as a weekly feature on the show. I had fun doing it. I'm going to be collecting stories throughout the week. If you have any stories that you would like to hear me opine about on this, I'm going to try to do this every Monday. Let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I'm C. Dorsen on both. Or you can go into the show notes while you're there and click the voice message system. Keep it short. Keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. Alrighty. This was fun, this was different, and it's been a while since I've just kind of opined about the news on the show, so yay! If you haven't already, please do subscribe to this podcast, I do this five times a week, and I would love to have you along for the ride. If you have a dollar you can pass my way, it really would help out a lot. In the show notes you'll find a link to both my Patreon and the listener support. As little as a dollar a month really does go a long way to help me pay for software, pay for hosting, and which, by the way, that's for the, the website, not for the podcast. I am wonderfully hosted through Anchor, um, and it helps me keep the lights on. I like being able to pay my bills. Thank you to everybody who already does that. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right, but if you know anybody that you think would like this show, do share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. Alrighty, well that's it for today. I hope you had fun, and until next time, don't forget to have the fun.